What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to the City Boy Rock Podcast. This is episode 124. This week, uh, we're going to talk about a lot of Aaron Rodgers um, after he once again um, beat the Cowboys in a huge game in Lambeau, but um, turned around and had a very disappointing performance against the Tennessee Titans. And then we get into the rest of week 11 in the NFL. Uh, We also get into some NBA, talk about the Warriors struggling and the Minnesota Timberwolves trade not working out so far. Thank you guys for listening. What is going on, Shrey? How are you doing today? Nothing much, man. How about you? Uh, Chilling. I'm chilling, you know. It's been a rough week. Back in Maryland very soon. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, Yeah, I got to see all these Commander fans, man, you know. Everybody's a Commanders fan all of a sudden after last Monday. I swear uh, I hadn't seen that many posts on Instagram in years for them. Yeah, bro. They hopped off the Ravens bandwagon. Now they're Commander fans again, bro. It's yeah, crazy. It like, hey, everybody, like left when, hand up. Left hand up. What we do? <laughs> it was like um, when the Chiefs beat the – I mean, the Ravens beat the Chiefs last year, and everyone was posting that backflip of Lamar last year. Yeah, no, that was hilarious, bro. I've never seen the, I've never seen the DM, DMV unite like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's the crazy past week happened. Um, I almost lost a fancy game and the NFL app re corrected itself and I won. So, you know, season's still alive. We got a lot to talk about though, because, uh, like I said last week though, we got to start off in green Bay, Wisconsin, Lambeau field where the Packers played two straight games. Uh, they beat the Cowboys the first game and last night they got their ass handed to them by the Tennessee Titans who we keep sleeping on. I, I want to say that right now. I think everybody in America is sleeping on the Titans, bro. Um, but I still am not convinced by anything by the Titans. They beat a weak Packers team in Lambeau Field, though. I respect it. Um, but I said last week, I swear, I was like, I have a feeling Aaron Rodgers, I know he's been terrible this year. He's washed. But he's going he's gonna to wake up for the Cowboys game. I just know it for a fact. And lo and behold, I was right, man. My gut feeling came true because – the Dallas Cowboys had every reason to win that game, bro. They were up 28-14 heading to the fourth quarter. They'd never lost leading 14. Fuck. Yeah, never. They've never lost leading by 14. Tony Pollard had over 100 yards. Um, CeeDee Lamb had his, probably the best game of his uh, seasons thus far. And the Dallas Cowboys fumbled. Simple as that. That was a classic choke job by the Cowboys. I've seen my entire life. That that game reminded me as a fan. That game just reminded me of the Tony Romo years. Like some of the games, Tony Romo would lose some heartbreaking games, bro. And that would be like that was a so true heartbreaking. Matt Flynn in yeah in Jerry Packers World too. in Jerry World up like sixteen zero or something. No, it wasn't Matt Flynn, bro. It was Scott Tolzien. All right, get it straight. It was even it was worse. Scott Tolzien. I swear it was Matt. It was. Flynn. It was. I don't know who it was. It was one or the other. But they. I think Matt Flynn came in for Scott Tolzien or something because I don't know. But uh, yeah, that was a heartbreaking game. If you're a Cowboys fan, um, Aaron Rodgers, he he owns the Dallas Cowboys. If you want to talk about Jimmy G owning the the Rams or Shanahan owning McVay, Aaron Rodgers is the Dallas Cowboys daddy, bro. He is nine and one in the last ten times he played against Dallas. I think all Cowboys fans right now need to just pray and hope that the Packers don't make the playoffs because the Cowboys. I think that's the only way the Cowboys can get out into the next round. But um, yeah, this is just it was just rough. It was just rough watching this game. 
Um, I'm not a Cowboys fan or anything, but from watching it, it's just like this team, this Cowboys team that's promised to be so good year in, year out. They just have one of these stinkers in the middle of the year. In the middle of the Broncos. This happened last year, 30 to 16 against the Broncos. This was very, it wasn't similar at all. It wasn't a blowout or anything, but the Cowboys, this actually kind of hurt more because they were up heading into the fourth quarter. Everything was seemed like it was working well. Dak overcame those two picks he threw earlier in the game, which I, I've looked back on it and it wasn't his fault. CD was ad-libbing on that route. I don't know what CD was doing on that route, honestly. And the other one was Don Schultz too, um, who was supposed to cut in front of the safety. Because I know Dak, all right, listen, I'm not the biggest Dak fan, but he's not stupid. He's not throwing that ball. Um, he's expecting CD or Don Schultz to be there, and they weren't. So yeah, the Dallas Cowboys, they lost to Aaron Rodgers, who owns them. Does this change the fact that Aaron Rodgers is washed? No. Because we saw what happened last night, bro. He's trash. This dude is trash. Shrey doesn't want to give it up, bro. I'm t- I just knew for a fact he would beat the Cowboys. After what I saw last night, oh, I doubled down on it. Aaron Rodgers is only good when he plays the Dallas Cowboys. Because um, what I saw last night, Aaron Rodgers looks like an old washed man. He needs to retire and play Jeopardy or something. Shrey's going to blame it on the weather. I'm not going to go like that, bro. Um, I knew that blame it on the weather. Yeah, I know. You're going to say something about he needs to go to warm weather city or play. I don't I don't care, bro. Tom Brady did when he was 40-something. But, yeah, like I was saying, though, um, the t- Tennessee Titans handed their ass to the Packers. Jair Alexander, he's been cooked for three straight weeks, right? Three straight weeks. It was Diggs mm-hmm. one week and then CD last week. And now this week, Traylon Burks, the rookie, cooked oh, him. Oh, the up. week before that was uh, Terry as well. And Terry cooked him too. Four straight weeks of getting cooked. I remember last year, people were talking about Jair's top three. Jair's top three, bro. He's He's been getting cooked the past four weeks, bro. And last night, Traylon Burks did him so dirty. They didn't even need to throw it. First and 10, they were going to play action. One-on-one, a rookie calling a vet. Small, bro. Too small. That was yeah. That's embarrassing. Um, people were coming into the season hyping up the Packers defense. Oh, they have a great secondary. They have great this. Well, I guess it's bad now Ray because Walker, Aaron Rodgers is doing bad. Defensive rookie of the year. Yeah. So this is just um, it's just funny to me. The Packers dynasty, whatever this era of Packers football is over. Um, I'm glad to see it finally. Aaron Rodgers can finally go retire. Um, and yeah. I mean, I have nothing else to say. And for the Titans, though, I got to say, this Titans team is, I said this yesterday in the group chat, it was like the San Antonio Spurs um, without any rings. They're good every single year in the regular season. That's the last team you want to play. Nobody wants to play the Titans because they have a chance to beat you every single week, uh, week in, week out. And they've done it quietly. They've won seven of their last eight. And, uh, yeah, they the Tennessee Titans, I think, are going to, when it comes to playoff time, I think we all know what's going to happen to them. But for the time being in the regular season, nobody wants to play them. But, yeah, go ahead, Shrey. <sighs> yeah, I mean, that was a disappointing night as a Rodgers fan. Well, so, oh, wait, so you're a Rodgers fan? No, 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 no. So, no, you're a Rodgers fan, bro. Just former Rodgers okay. fan. Former it's okay. Rogers. It's okay, bro. It was a disappointing night, but I wasn't expecting much. You know? He's getting oh. up there in age. Oh, yeah. Now uh, he doesn't expect anything out of Rodgers, bro. Now he doesn't expect anything out of him. Okay. Hear me out, bro. We saw Brady in 2019. Didn't have the best weapon. How old was he? How old was Brady in 2019? 41. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
Okay, Rogers is like 38, 39. It's okay. So he can he hang in there for two more years. He can hang in there for two more years if he's that guy. All right, get him some weapons then. He does. He got Christian Watson, bro. Okay. Yeah, I mean. So now, it's, now he needs help, bro. Like the narrative changes every week on Aaron Rodgers, and I swear. He did not play a good game yesterday, but I don't think he's washed. I, I Dude, he's definitely washed. don't think he's, he's, he's washed. not washed. He's, he's not decisive anymore in his passes, bro. He has no confidence in his abilities anymore. That's how I know he was washed. Did you see how many times he hesitated yesterday to throw the ball? Just sitting in the pocket. They weren't open. They weren't open. Oh, my God. The old Rodgers would have just thrown it anyways, bro. Mm-hmm. If he had Devontae Adams. Bro. That's what, what I've been saying. So, like, what are you trying to say? He needs Devontae Adams to succeed? No. All right, then. There's literally oh, no arguments God. to be made for Aaron Rodgers right now. I'm sorry, Aaron. Um, it definitely looks like he's on um, his last legs. Um, I can definitely say that because um, he's not the biggest guy, obviously. So um, it he it definitely looked like he was having some trouble when there was pressure up the middle yesterday, and he was kind of reluctant to get outside of the pocket, and was often holding on to the ball, taking hits, had that intentional grounding. Took a really, really bad sack um, yesterday at the end of the game um, on that last drive. And obviously was missing a lot of throws that we would see him routinely make in past years. So it definitely looks like there has been um, some fall off from previous seasons. Um, and it's unfortunate some, to see. Some. I don't know about some. Some. Because he did make some really nice throws too yesterday. That throw to Lazard on the sideline, the throw to Christian Watson. Um, there was one throw to uh, – there was one throw – yeah, there was one throw in the middle of the field to Christian Watson that I felt like he was – like that's his signature throw. Um, but, yeah, it definitely isn't – the ability definitely isn't there from previous seasons. And um, I don't know how committed he is for the next few years. Like, he, we've heard him talk about retirement for a long time. Who knows? Could he just hang it up after this season? I don't know. It doesn't feel like he's the Brady type to, you know, just keep going until the legs fall off. Um, he's always talked about things other than football. Like He, did, he uh, doesn't like love the game. He doesn't love the game. Oh, yeah, so, and we saw the, the Devontae Adams say, like, yeah, the reason uh, – one of the major reasons why I left was because I didn't know the long-term future of Rodgers um, in Green Bay. And um, that I feel like it's been a question the past, like, two, three off-seasons. So, definitely looks like he's not as committed um, as Brady and um, other quarterbacks, um, like Peyton Manning playing far late into their career. Um, so, I could definitely see him hanging it up and just saying, like, there's no way I can win um, – in this situation um and like his play has definitely fallen off this year so yeah it's unfortunate to see but um i gotta give credit to the titans as well mike Vrabel might be a top three top five head coach in this league because the titans no matter who they have on the field they're always putting up a fight they i swear they had like fifth sixth string defensive backs out there yesterday and we're still playing really good defense they lost so many players during the game yesterday on the D-line. They lost Autry. They lost Pierre Tart twice um, and just kept fighting. So I got to give them a lot of credit. Mike Vrabel always has them ready. And uh, I was honestly surprised to see that the Packers were favored. I think a lot of people were 
thinking they they uh, turn the turn or turn the uh, turn the season with that Dallas Cowboys win, but obviously I it was it's an just kryptonite. It's just kryptonite. Yeah, you're right, man. You called it. I did call it. it. I've been calling a lot of things recently, honestly, but, but whatever. Yeah, and it's unfortunate to see, but yeah, the Titans, um, they're always gonna be in it, especially in the regular season. It's but we know when it comes down to it, it's Ryan Tannehill behind center. The commentators, Al Michaels, Kirk Herbstreet, were hyping him up, and he threw a very ill-advised pick yesterday. Um, and we tend to see a lot of that from Ryan Tannehill. So they're very good in the regular season. They're very well coached, but they have a ceiling, and that ceiling is Ryan Tannehill. You make a very good point. Uh, moving on now, earlier, a little bit earlier segment, we got to talk about commie talk. Monday Night Football, Philadelphia Eagles – and their fans in Philadelphia get absolutely embarrassed. I'm not going to lie. The Eagles should have won this game. If everything was to be playing out again, uh, the refs missed a face mask. Um, you had, who was it who caught the Quez Walker? He caught the Quez ball Walker. and just fumbled after he, after he fell down, got back up, fumbled the ball. A lot of things just didn't go the Eagles way. Um, and they only lost by five. So I, as an Eagles fan, you can't, be extremely mad about this game. Um, you know, just sometimes that's how the cookie crumbles. And listen, I've been trying to say this about Taylor Heineke since he came in. I've been he saying he's a the franchise, franchise quarterback. quarterback. I don't care what he you think. Not. He is – I don't even know what – I think his record – I saw some stat. 10 and um, 9. He's 10 and 9 as a starter in Washington, which is – actually very up there for all the other quarterbacks. I think Alex Smith is the only other quarterback in the past, I don't know how how many seasons, four or five seasons, um, since Kirk Cousins, actually. Alex Smith was the only other quarterback who actually got this team to a winning record, and Taylor Heineke. He's that guy. But I think Commander fans out here are, are like, searching for, like, oh, we need to draft somebody. We need to draft this guy. We need to draft the first-round pick. Like, you know, sometimes – some, like, yeah, or trade for Aaron Rodgers. Sometimes, bro, you're you know, the best thing is already something you have. You just haven't unlocked it yet. And I think I think we're starting to see Taylor Heineke unlocked, bro. The game he played, um, it was a team effort. Terry McLaurin went absolutely insane. You had big play, big pay, big play slaves just giving up big plays, bro. He was getting cooked all night. Um, who else was there? Who's the other Eagles corner? 23. James Bradbury. Bradbury uh, was getting cooked. Was it uh, Gardner? Gardner Johnson. Gardner Johnson was getting cooked, bro. The entire the entire Washington uh, receiving core, bro, they all had great games, but specifically Terry. And I got to give a big shout out to Brian Robinson, bro. The commanders unlocked the blueprint to beat the Eagles. You get them to third and short. They had no Jordan Davis, and you just run it up the gut, bro. And you do not give the ball back to Jalen Hurts and the Eagles team. Um, the commanders had time possession thing was like 37 or minutes or 38 minutes or something like that. It was something mm-hmm. crazy. Um, and the Eagles just never could get a rhythm going. Um, also the commanders played smart football game. Uh, Heineke had his one turnover like he usually does, but, um, the Eagles, when they got the ball back, I feel like they were, they gave up on the run game way too early in the game. It was second quarter. And I was like, why are the Eagles trying to they throw? They went three straight just... throws. They're trying to, yeah, they were literally trying to like put the nail in the coffin in the second quarter. Sometimes, you know, it takes time to, it takes time to beat a team like this. Um, But yeah, got to give all my respect to the commanders. Um, 
And I remember straight talking roasting like Ron Rivera. He needs to go. He needs to go. But look what he's gotten this team, bro. Look where he's gotten this team thus far in the season. This drama-filled season, he hasn't had 500. Um, and a game Maybe out of the wild card spot. Than we thought. Maybe what? Maybe Wentz was worse than we thought. No, bro. I think maybe Heineke is, is better than you all thought, too. But, um, yeah, the Eagles, uh, they'll be fine, bro. They'll be fine. They're winning this division. They're getting the number one seed. After the Cowboys beat the Vikings this week, um, yeah, the Eagles are going to be back in the driver's seat. So, yeah, no big deal. Yeah, um, Eagles, man, they got exposed. Um, I think this is the first time I'm getting on Kami Talk. Speaking so glowingly of my team because I had very little hope. And Dylan, I saw him at the gym before the game, and he just convinced me, man. He had me thinking we were going to win. He had me kind of feeling it um, in my bones that we were going to win that game. We were going to pull off the improbable upset um, a la two, two seasons ago when we went up to Pittsburgh on a cold Monday evening and beat um, the undefeated Steelers at the time um, off a miraculous win carried by the run game and the defense. And it was a lot of the same um, on Monday night. Um, but it was a bigger win because we beat our division rivals, die Eagles die. Um, I I feel like we had kind of exposed them. Um, just We just kept on com- staying committed to the run game. And we would always get into like third and one, third and two. And instead of trying to be cute and pass, we would just run it up the gut with Ryan Robinson. And they were getting tough yards. Gibson was getting a lot of tough yards. I really like the way Scott Turner called the game. I am very, oh, very – Oh, yeah, difficult. Scott Turner, the problem of the team, right? Bro, he that was his best game ever, bro. The idea of putting someone into motion every single snap was so smart because – the linebackers on the Eagles were literally just taken out of the game because they couldn't get downhill because we always had someone in motion in the backfield and they kind of had to slide before the ball was snapped and they couldn't really get downhill and stop the run. And um, I just thought that was incredibly smart. A lot of the short yardage situations, play calls were great. And on third down, I mean, we just did what we always needed to do, give it to Terry. And he made so many great plays. He got snubbed from a top 100. I don't know how CeeDee Lamb got it over him because he's clearly better than CeeDee Lamb. Even though CeeDee Lamb is not that bad. I'm just saying. Terry is better. Trey always um, got sneaked this at CeeDee for what, bro? What has CeeDee done to you? Bro, that, that pissed me off so much. How did he get top 100 after last year, bro? He you wasn't even that That's good. That's what happens year. when you're on America's team, bro. This is what happens when you're on America's team. Terry wasn't even an honorable mention, bro. That's that's some BS. Um, but, yeah, that, I think Terry, Terry showed on a national stage that he is that guy. Um, hopefully he can do it against Trayvon Diggs next time they match up because he has struggled against him the last two matchups. Hey, Trayvon um, slept on, bro. People people out there. You after, sleep on him. You sleep on after him. After you saw what happened to Jair Alexander, I'm so glad that Trayvon Diggs is on the Cowboys, bro. Jair is not that guy, man. But, yeah, continue. He's been getting cooked lately. But, yeah, I love the way we played the defense, the the Bama boys, Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne, always wreaking havoc, been playing so well. And then Sweat obviously getting that final sack um, to really kind of just put the nail in the coffin. And all you – no, 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 no. You know who put the nail in the coffin? Roughly Taylor Heineke. Ta- Taylor Heineke. With that, that little, genius, with that little kneel, with that little kneel in the, in the backfield. Who thinks of that? Only Taylor Heineke, bro. That's why he's really the GOAT. He's but a you guys baller, keep sleeping. Bro. Y'all keep He's sleeping. 
No, like, don't even. No, 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 no. He, you can't say all this. You, you can't be saying this, right? You can't be saying this, bro. When I tell you he's gonna lead you guys to the playoffs, like year in and year out, I'm telling you he's that guy. But you know, well, whatever. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't think he's a franchise QB. He can win us some games and stuff, but we saw the mistakes he's made in the last two weeks. They could have been very costly. One of them ended up losing us the game. And last week, luckily, our defense stepped up and made some great plays. Otherwise, who knows? That could have been the game-ending mistake again for a second straight fourth quarter against a really good team. But, yeah, I mean, that was genius, the slide. All you Eagles fans crying about the refs, they missed a clear – they called a clear uh, – like, I felt like it wasn't a pass, or pass interference in the first quarter and gifted them a touchdown. Um, the refereeing was bad both ways. Yes, the face mask was – that. But when Taylor kneeled down, it, he was clearly giving himself up. There, and the whistle was like – the whistle was being blown. And okay, if I, was a, if, I was a, if I was a ref in that situation, I would let the game keep going, bro. Just to see what happens. Just for the ratings. I feel like a game can't really? end like that, man. You wouldn't I feel have like a, a game you wouldn't because have of quarterback. He gave him up if he gave himself up. Well, I, I just think it's such a weird situation because quarterbacks rarely ever give themselves up in the backfield. Oh. Like, you know, defensive linemen don't know what to do. They see a quarterback on the ground. They don't know if he's been touched. They jump on him. They don't know he's kneeling. What other quarterback you know is actually giving themselves up? Besides All I'm saying on he had five yards, bro. He had five yards of separation. And no, I think they clearly okay. wanted to keep the clock rolling. It just happened to be in the backfield, and like the call is the call. It happened right in front of the ref. Like, I like if I was on the losing side, I wouldn't be very happy either. But I would understand by the quote unquote letter of the law that is a flag. So I mean, they can cry all they want. They still lost, and they got exposed. That's why they had to sign all those washed defensive linemen to solve their run to solve their run defense, bro. They're about to get exposed. They're about to get ran through by. Who are they um, playing this week? I mean, uh, this week. I mean, oh, they're, they're getting. They're good. They're, I'm telling you, just wait till they play against Dallas again, bro. What you think Dallas is gonna beat them? Yes. Oh After yeah, what I, I saw. Think, I think the Cowboys yeah. are just a better team overall. Really. I'm dude. I'm better, not scared of Quest Watkins. I'm not scared of Quest Watkins. I'm not scared of. The only person I'm scared of is AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts. Do you think Miles Sanders is really scaring me? I don't think so. And I'm, I'm also really scared that of running game. That RPO, um, when teams play it for a second time, they tend to kind of figure it out and find ways to solve it. And I felt like we did. And um, they didn't get – I don't think they did any RPOs, really. I, they called like four or five, and they weren't that successful. Hertz was getting free in the first quarter, but I, I don't think, I don't think he had more than 10 yards after the first quarter on rushing at least. <clears throat> so I think maybe Dallas will be able to find some cracks in that armor. And I think, I think Dallas, they'll definitely I think, put up a better fight. I think the giants will also put up a fight against the Eagles, bro. If they can, yeah, just get, if they can so keep well. running with Saquon, if yeah. Saquon can just keep getting first downs. Yeah. I think this Eagles team is going to be in trouble when they come to playoff time. If they mm-hmm. if Nick Sirianni really thinks that Jalen Hurts can be throwing the ball like that, um, yeah, the Eagles are in for a rude awakening, bro. Because uh, exactly, this is a run heavy team. Good I don't know what Sirianni yeah, was doing. They aren't or they aren't a passing team, and I don't know how we still don't know how good Jalen Hurts is when he's trailing. Like, yeah, he was trailing against the Jaguars earlier this year, but 
I feel like that's different, bro. Like he, Trevor Lawrence had four fumbles that game. You're not going to get that many gifts. And they've won the turnover battle every single game up until Monday. So they're like the turnover luck, it always usually regresses back to the mean. So they're not going to be ahead by 14 points every game. They're going to have to play some games from behind once they face better teams later in the year and in the playoffs. And I'm just not sure Jalen Hurts can be trusted right as of now, at least, considering what we've seen uh, as a pure thrower, like playing from behind and in a throw heavy offense. I don't, I just don't, we just haven't seen it. So how can we trust it yet? Mm-hmm. Totally rude you there. Um, moving on now. Oh, moving on now, man. I got to talk about my chargers, bro. Justin Herbert and my Chargers, bro. This is just listen. They ran to a great 49ers team, man. What can I say? If I was if I wasn't a Chargers fan, I'd be a Niners fan. If I wasn't a Chargers fan, I'd be a Niners fan. Um, but like I was saying though, the Los Angeles Chargers, bro, they they're concerning me. They're very concerning, bro. This is looking like Denver Broncos 2.0. The only difference is that they didn't trade all their picks away for Russell Wilson, bro. Because this offense looks terrible, bro. No disrespect. I love Justin Herbert. This offense, I remember we kept saying the defense was a problem, which it still is, but not as bad as this offense has been, bro. And I understand there's no receivers because Keenan Allen and Mike Williams have just decided to quit, bro. They quit on Justin Herbert. This is actually disgusting, bro. I've never seen two two receivers just quit. This man, Keenan Allen, has been battling this hamstring injury. He came back for one game. And then he decided to sit out, and we have no idea why. Mike Williams hurt his ankle. I saw him at the Clippers game the other day. Uh, so it's just, you know, I don't understand what's going on in L.A. Justin Herbert hasn't cracked 300 yards in a minute. Um, it's looking rough. I feel so bad for this man. Um, Austin Eckler out here is probably his only playmaker, and he only gets touches because Herbert has nowhere to throw to. Uh, so this is it's just it's just his best receiver right now is DeAndre Carter, bro. He couldn't even make the he couldn't even make the Washington Commanders team, bro. Uh yeah, it's rough in LA, bro. It's rough for both LA teams. For both LA teams. Um, you got Josh Palmer out here, who is a three at best on any team, bro. He's the number two or number one. Um Gerald Everett has not been hit. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's bad, bro. Yeah, the injuries are killing the Chargers right now. Um, But, yeah, this is not that good of a football team right now. Um, The receivers, with all the injuries, no one's scaring you. The run game isn't that great. I think right here, that game, you saw the difference in these two teams. The Niners, who are getting healthier, and the Chargers, who are getting injured every single game. They lost their entire D-line that game, I swear. But, yeah, I think this game – yeah, I mean – this game right here proved to me that Jimmy G is – listen, bro, he may not be the best quarterback, but he'll make the right plays at the right time. Maybe not in the Super Bowl, but I'm telling you, this guy Jimmy G, bro, you put him on any team, he can get them a decent amount of wins, bro. And on a team like the Niners, I think this Niners team is headed to the Super Bowl, bro. But, yeah, continue. Yeah, yeah. They like it, they were. It was just a mismatch um, phys- physicality-wise, talent-wise. Um, and I feel like the Niners were kind of going through the motions early in the game, but I had no doubt that they were going to win that game. Elijah Mitchell came back. He made a huge impact. The defense 
after a good first few drives from the Chargers, they locked down. And it's just a talent mismatch, man. The, the Niners just have better players. They're very physical. And it's going to be hard for a team like the Chargers, who is, I think, a finesse team, to really put up a fight. And they did, but obviously it wasn't enough. Um, there's just no downfield threat in that offense for the Chargers. And um, not much of a run game. Um, so it's going to be hard for them to win games until they get healthier, until they get their weapons back. But even so, um, I don't really trust the coach. So this team is going to be fighting for a playoff spot, but I wouldn't bet on them to make the playoffs at this point. They seem very injured. Um, the offense is just not explosive enough. So uh, maybe they can beat out the Bengals, but I doubt it. I trust the Bengals much more. I trust Burrow. They got the Chiefs more. coming up this week, bro. Big test. And they're probably going to get yeah. smacked with no receivers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think this kind of – I mean, the Chiefs could win the division right here in week 11, uh, which is pretty crazy to say. Um, but, yeah, the Niners, I have them going to the Super Bowl, and I have no doubt in my mind, uh, unless they – are ravaged by injuries that they are the number one contender when healthy and Jimmy G, he just continues to win. I thought he, I think he's been really good besides like two games this season. He's been really, really good. Um, He's played pretty um, safe football, like hasn't committed many mistakes besides um, the chiefs game and the Broncos game. And um, I feel like he's kind of, his play is kind of going under the radar. He hasn't committed that many turnovers. Like people would think, Oh, because of like, the dumb plays he made in both of those two games that he has like seven or eight interceptions on the season. He only has four. He's been efficient, been accurate, and um, continues to win. So I don't know why people are always on his case. I would take him over Dak Prescott right now, bro. Without a doubt in my mind. Jimmy G is that guy, bro. He really is. And the team loves him. You can just tell the way they play when he's in there. I mean, the, the ladies love him too, bro. We saw what happened at the Warriors game. Yes, sir. And look at that. He went to the Warriors game and they won. I wasn't on the road, but still, they won. Yeah. Um, the yeah. Jimmy G effect. I'm right, moving on. Moving on to across the street in LA, bro. The Los Angeles Rams, bro. This defending champions team, bro. I hope the Rams never win a single game for the rest of the year. Sean McVay is overrated. Kyle, I would take Kyle Shannon over with Sean McVay. Um, he's so lucky that last year, this man, Cooper Cup, saved his season, bro. And look what he does. He puts Cooper Cup out there on the field with John Wolford, bro. This guy is trash. This dude is worse than Ben DiNucci. He might be the worst quarterback I've ever seen in my life, bro. This guy, bro, he should not leave Los Angeles alive, bro. He's the reason why Cooper Cup's injured. I hate this dude. I never want to see him put a – I don't. I never want to see this guy throw a football ever again, bro. He wasn't in the, in the NFL, bro. Sean McVay probably thought he was so smart. I might hate this guy more than I hate Jared Goff. John Wolford – yeah, dude, this guy, he sold me. Um, the Rams, I just I just don't know. Top to bottom, bro, this team is trash. Like, simple as that. They have talent, but they're so front, they're so top heavy. Yeah, so that They just have no depth at all, bro. And they we need to stop. They can't, per, or they can't fight through injuries with how top heavy their roster is. It's, dude, this is embarrassing. Um, the receiving core, I mean, the, no, the, I have to talk about the running game. If you know your quarterback is John Wolford, how many times should you run the game? I would say like a good 30 times, hand it off. You have two decent backs, right? Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson. So at least we thought. Bro, Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson combined for 12 carries, bro. What, like, what are you 
what are you doing out there, bro? What are you actually doing? And it's not like even like they were throwing to Cooper Cup and feeding him. He had three catches for a negative one yard before he got hurt. This Rams I don't know team, what doing, man. dude, it's a, a complete mess, bro. I think the people sucking off McVay really went to his head because he just doesn't care about coaching anymore. Um, it's this is so sad. If you're a Cooper Cup fan like me, John Wolford, we should have a petition to, to get him deported out of California forever, bro. He doesn't deserve to be here. I hate Damn. this guy, John Wolford, bro. But yeah, that's all I needed to say. It looks like someone had their fantasy season ended this past Sunday. Um, but yeah. If I get um, to the playoffs and Jamar and Cooper Cup are back, bro, watch out for my team. Yeah, bro, that's pretty scary. With Nick Chubb. Mm-hmm. And Russell Wilson at quarterback. Ooh. Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence. Oh, yeah, Trevor Lawrence. But, yeah, I, I didn't catch much of this game, but it's the same old issues with the Rams. Um, no run game whatsoever. I just don't understand, bro. You're playing a backup quarterback against a team that wasn't that good, a team that you were mostly in the game against and um, refused to run the ball still and can't establish anything. you like, you got to help out your backup quarterback um, in those situations with play calling and stuff. And um, – Cooper Cup, three catches, negative one yard, six, 12 combined carries from Daryl Henderson and Cam Akers is not going to help your offense out in these situations. It just looks like a completely lost season from the Rams. I honestly can't see them winning many more games. Um, maybe they'll win this week against um, New Orleans since uh, Matt Stafford's back, but this season for the Rams is just a complete L. Stafford's um, back, they, well, only half of Stafford is back, man. Cooper Cup's not there, so he's not going to Oh, yeah, anything. Cooper Cup's not there. So, I, I, I'm interested to see how this offense performs without Oh, I know, I know how, like how it's going to happen. I know exactly what's going to happen. It's Brian Skoranek time. Brian Skoranek. <laughs> he's going to go crazy, bro. Bro, I, hopefully Brian, it's Allen Robinson him Brian, for my sake. Him Brian, yeah. Hopefully uh, it's Allen Robinson for my sake. But, no chance. Yeah, this this – I don't think we've seen a Super Bowl team drop off so heavily considering, like, the top guys outside of, obviously, OBJ and Von Miller are still there. And they re- um, and they got better at certain positions, bro. The receiving core should be better. Yeah. In theory, the receiving core should be – I guess we didn't realize how um, big of a drop off it would be from Robinson um, – or from OBJ to Robinson. Yeah, just – like, they got Bobby Wagner. I mean – Helped out the rather weak linebacking core that they had, but still, their defense hasn't performed up to par. It's coaching. The offense, I think it's coaching. It's just, we got to. We got to. All, all around, all around mess this season, and I, I, I can't see them winning more than four or five games. I think we got to put the blame on the coaching, man. The Lions have their pick. Yeah, I, I think definitely some blame on coaching, because why did you sign Allen Robinson if you're gonna build the whole offense around? targeting Cooper Cup 17 to 19 times. Like, what's the point? You know? It just makes no sense. Uh, and not committing to the run when Sean McVay's offenses have always been predicated off running and play action. You can't do that if you can't run. So There's so something going on in LA. Yeah. Not, not I don't a know what's happening. Uh, absolutely terrible. Um, oh, yeah. So this is gonna wrap up our NFL se- section. Game of, of the year, game of the year. Oh, we gotta talk oh, about shoot. game of the year. I am tripping, bro. Game of the year, bro. I am tripping. 
how did I forget about this, bro? I saved the best for last. The Minnesota Vikings taking on Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. This game had everything, bro. Mm-hmm. Top to bottom, bro, for everything you could think of. Um, game at first, drunk. I said in the group chat, this game should be America's game of the week. Why are the Cowboys on America's game of the week? Then Kenny goes on, oh, because Kirk is mid. I remember he said that. It was like 27-10 at this point. And then Kirk does what he does best at those 1 o'clock windows. He leads a miraculous comeback. And guess who? Justin Jefferson, who is the best receiver in the league all around. I guess I get I, I understand that Tyreek has a speed and he has more yards because he's fast. But if I'm taking a receiver, if I were to build a receiver out of scratch, I'm taking it's gonna be Justin Jefferson. Um he's that guy. Kirk takes him all the way back to 27. Was it 27? Yeah. No, it was 24 to or no, it was 27 to 20 to 20. At one mm-hmm. point, right? Yeah. No, 27 21. Um, it was tw- no, 27 24 20, 20, 20. Yeah. 27 20. Fourth and 18, bro. Apparently, the mid quarterback that Kenny thinks is mid threw it up. And listen, Justin Jefferson's catch was maybe the best catch I've ever seen in the history of the NFL, bro. Better than OBJ's catch because, because of the circumstances, because of how there was another. I know because in the OBJ's catch, it was Brandon Carr who was, you know, falling off from the screen. But here it was OBJ literally snatching it with one hand out of another defender's two hands, bro. He just took it out of his hands. Fourth and 18. That didn't win the game because it got crazier. They go all the way down to the one-yard line. They try to get in. They can't. And all the people in Buffalo are like, oh, yeah, the Bills. The Bills got this, bro. It's game over. It's game over. Very next snap, bro. The Bills fumble in the end zone. And this is the guy who's better than Patrick Mahomes, apparently. And I don't know because Patrick Mahomes would not fumble in the end zone. Um, Josh Allen then, go leads on, go, then goes to lead the Bills on a drive to tie the game up. Um, and they go to overtime. And... Kirk leads another great drive. The mid-quarterback that Kenny calls. Um, Greg Joseph boots it through. Josh Allen goes down, and he throws a pick in the red zone once again. So Trey's goat, bro. Trey's two goats this year, Aaron Rodgers and and Josh Allen. All right, bro. Anyways. Yeah. Anyways, how many times has Josh Allen beat Patrick Holmes in the playoffs? Zero. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, Josh Allen sold the game. And I think people need to see this Vikings team is for real, bro. I know a lot of people are saying, oh, they beat the Dolphins without Tua. They haven't played anybody hard. Kirk Cousins is, can't play in prime time. He just beat one of the best teams in the league in their home, in their in their stadium. They're eight and one. They got Dallas this week, so it's a big, big test. But hey, the Vikings are for real, and people need to respect that. And they're winning this division, like I said, too. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, man, this was a game of the year. This game was absolutely drunk. The most ridiculous stuff happened. Uh, it was actually so crazy, bro. So the Josh Allen pick. Josh Allen gets picked. This the first red zone pick. Fourth and two. I think. Damn, it's crazy. Time, you, now you have to like every time we talk about Josh Allen, it's like, oh, this is the first red zone pick because he throws so many. He throws like four a game, bro. So funny. Yeah, yeah. It's been a rough few weeks for Josh Allen. But yeah, fourth and two, you could go up 
they were trying to just end the game there. You could, they could have gone up 17, but they wanted to go up um, by 20. And I feel like you should just make it a three-score game at that point. Um, but I guess they weren't – they didn't feel like doing that. And, um, yeah, just I don't understand what he was doing there. Um, yeah, it's fourth down and you can't throw it away. But definitely don't try to force it like that. Um, try to maybe run for the first down or something. And then, obviously, on the run back, he tries to strip the ball with his um, hurt elbow and – who knows how much he aggravated that injury there. Um, but, yeah, I just feel like uh, Josh Allen just doing a lot, trying to do too much. Um, and it's kind of – it's really costing him these past few weeks. Um, there have just been some really boneheaded decisions. And um, he has been um, a huge part of the struggles the Bills had the past few weeks, um, ever since the second half of that Packers game. Um, he's just been on a complete downslide, and I believe his Super be Bowl was a, his his Super Bowl was a Chiefs game, bro. Really? Mm-hmm. We'll see about that. We'll see about that. I still believe in this Bills team. I feel like they were running the ball so well in the first half with the running backs. I feel like they need to stay committed um, because Josh Allen should not be taking this many hits. He should not be running this much, and he's got to be smarter too. Um, he's got to get down earlier. He can't be running into contact. Um, for the whole for his whole career, man, it's not gonna work. We saw what happened to Big Ben, um, and Cam Newton for that matter. Um, so he's got to be careful. Um, but as for the Vikings, man, everyone who says who's been disrespecting Kirk, man, come on. Yes, he makes some very boneheaded plays at times. He had some. He had a very boneheaded pick. He threw it right to the other team. Um, but. He is a baller. It's a 1 p.m. Kirk is on another level, and he showed it. Um, just made some really great plays down the stretch. Put his full trust in Justin Jefferson, who made one of the greatest catches ever. I think it might be. Um, no, I, I think I it's think the it's best ever. Fourth and 18, bro. It's, That's it's, crazy, It's bro. better, bro. It was, the, it was the best catch. I, I literally saw that. You know it's a great catch. When the other team thinks that they caught the ball, bro, or the other team thinks that something happened. Yeah, like that that thing was insane. And he had one of the best games of his career there. I just feel like he is he the most complete, complete receiver in the NFL. I yeah, think he I is. think he's definitely the most complete because he absolutely took over the game. Either it was them holding him or he was catching a pass in that second half, especially when the Vikings were kept driving down the field. Um, it was just amazing. Um, the like I a lot of Bills fans were saying like oh we would have won if uh, he didn't um, you know fumble at the goal line but they had a lot of opportunities to win they got away with a lot they got away with the twelve man on the field on second and goal um, Kirk couldn't sneak it in at the end like there were many opportunities for them to lose so whoever was all these Bills fans who were complaining please just save it for later. Um, I just thought this game was amazing. Um, one of the better games I've seen in a long time. And um, props to the Vikings, man. All their big playmakers showed up. Dalvin Cook had that huge 81-yard run. Thielen was making some nice catches in overtime in, in the fourth quarter. And Kirk turned it up when he needed to. Um, fourth and 18, man. And he put his full trust in Justin Jefferson. Got it done. And um, this Vikings team is for real, man. 
I know people say like, oh, they've been winning all these one score games. Well, last year they were losing all these one score games. Um, this year they're winning and um, you got to give them credit for that. They're always in games. They're making comebacks and they have the weapons um, to play from behind and their defense is opportunistic and they put pressure on the quarterback. And that's all you can ask for, honestly. Um, the Darius Smith and Daniel Hunter are a great duo um, rushing, rushing the passer and Pat T, I think he's having a resurgent season. Um, last year he was not as good. People were saying, oh, like he might be falling off, you know, but um, he was, he made the biggest play of the game, picking off Josh Allen in the end zone and they continue to roll. And uh, they, this is going to be really interesting to see how they perform. I'm rooting for Kirk. I want him to succeed. So hopefully they can um, relay it into some playoff wins. Yeah. Uh, I think the Vikings and the 49ers are going to be right there in the NFC championship game. Uh, I understand I understand the Eagles are everybody's hyping them up, but they haven't played anybody hard. And they played Kirk Cousins on, on Monday Night Football, which would never happen again. Um, so, yeah, moving on now to the NBA. We got to talk about the Golden State Warriors, man. I don't know what's going on with this team. Um, it's literally the Rams. Whatever is happening to the Rams is happening to the Warriors right now. They look pretty bad. And it's not like they lost anybody. It's like they actually, if anything, they gained players. I just think James Wiseman doesn't fit to this um, – on the system. Uh, he's back to the G League, that's what I heard. Yep. So, yeah, it's just – it's I, maybe James Wiseman wasn't – I think he's a good player, but I just don't think he's going to fit with his team. Um, yeah. They don't need a traditional big man or somebody who's – like, they need a guy who can shoot a three, bro. They need a Porzingis or type of player. I don't know what the Warriors are missing. But uh, Steph Curry out here is balling out like usual. Um, he just dropped a 50-piece last night just to lose by 11 points. He's averaging this season 32 points a game on 50, 40, and 90 splits, bro. So he's he's doing his part. And then you got <laughs> players like <sighs> Draymond's doing Draymond things. You got I got to talk about Clay, uh, Clay Thompson, bro. He's just – I just think he's one of my favorite players ever, but I got to say it right now. He's getting up there in age. He's 32. He came off of uh, ACL and he came off of an Achilles back to back. I think that show is showing right now because he is not the same player that he was pre-injury. And I, I know it takes a long time to recover from this, but he's 32 years old. Um, so I think we've seen the best of Klay Thompson. Um, and if I'm Bob Myers, you know, it's a big contract. I would look at moving Klay Thompson. I know that's hard to like, that's hard to hear, but if the Warriors want to keep getting using Steph Curry um, in his prime, they need to move some pieces because you cannot have Curry averaging 33 points a game and be under 500. Um, and then you got Jordan Poole out here, who is maybe one of the most inconsistent players I've ever seen in my life, bro. He can drop 30 or he can drop two. Yeah. Um, it's literally like there's no in between with this guy. He, had, he dropped two points in 27 minutes, bro. Like, what is he even doing out there? Um, yeah, and the Warriors have a lot of people to pay. I think they should start just looking at trade options, anything at this point. the I mean, the Nets straight threw it out there the other day. Maybe KD comes back to the Warriors. I think that would work because right now it's just Steph Curry and a bunch of guys, and I know these are great players, and they won a ring with Curry last year, but this is not a great, great scenario. Um, I would expect something to happen during a trade deadline. Um, and if the Warriors, they want to make a deep playoff run again, Steve Kerr kind of said this is like the last dance for them. 
Um, it's either this year or or next year. He doesn't know. But I think as fans, we're starting to see it come to an end, bro. Yep. It's a sad, sad, sad situation. Bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the biggest is definitely Clay at this moment. Um, the, I like I thought he was fine last year, but this year it's really, really showing. I don't know if he's gonna be able to turn it around. We, I don't. It's definitely not gonna turn around defensively, and that's where the Warriors have struggled. And the guys they lost. Um, uh, Gary Payton, Otto Porter, those two guys were very good defenders. And I feel like they were huge parts of their defense last year. And losing them, and they really haven't had any replacement for them. Like, Jermichael Green, I'm sorry. Like, he's he's pretty – like, he can make threes and stuff, but he's not the versatile defender that Otto Porter is. And then, obviously, replacing Gary Payton with, like, Moody and DiVincenzo um, is just want, not the same. They need, they need one. They need the whole team back, bro. I'm telling you. Yeah. Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, okay. I got a call, so I thought it would break out. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just not the same defensively, and they're, like, bottom of the league on defense. And um, that's that's their biggest downfall because their offense is fine. Yes, Steph Curry has had to take on uh, a bigger load pause. But but – they like Clay is just it's hard to watch, man. It's really you, you know he, he's one of my favorite players too, and um, like the same shots he was taking in previous years, like those pull ups on the break and stuff, like kind of contested and stuff. Those are not going in anymore, and I feel like that's kind of hurting their offense in some situations, and their bench scoring is not that great. So it's just a lot of just steps and um, Jordan Poole hasn't he's basically the same as last year we know he's not going to play much defense either and draymond slowly <laughs> falling off defensively. Oh, man. so yeah it's like it, i don't know if they're going to be able to turn around with the squad they have right now um why they have so many assets though that's the thing yeah so i can see a, them need, flipping yeah. the script i could definitely see them flipping it because they're not the type to just you know sit there and let let things happen. They're gonna make a move if they if there's a move available, and it clearly seems like Wiseman is not a fit. Like this dude is might be the most uncoordinated NBA player I've ever seen, bro. He just does not look like he knows where where his body is moving at sometimes. And um, I think he has some potential, but not on this team. Um, the time the, the timeline just doesn't match with his development. And I think they really want to win now. And I don't think uh, like Wiseman and maybe even Kaminga are the type of guys that are fit to be in a win now team. Like you might have to trade them for a guy who's more established and fits with this team and can bring what the team needs. And that's defense and uh, some consistent scoring. Cause right now it's the only guys you can really rely on offensively are Wiggins and Steph. Nobody else has been consistent at all. I totally agree with you there. Um, yeah, the Warriors. This is like I said earlier. This is a sad situation that was going on, man. I love me the Warriors, but uh, that we're gonna see a whole new different team. It's gonna be Steph and a whole another group of guys um, coming up soon because I know they're not gonna waste this, man. Um, Bob Myers is an excellent GM. He's gonna figure something out. But yeah, moving on now to another struggling team, bro. We gotta talk about the Minnesota Timberwolves. 
Uh, I don't even know what did they give up for Rudy Gobert. Bro? What was it again? I, essentially five first round picks because it was four unprotected and then Walker Kessler who they picked this year who was picked this year in the first round. Yeah. And this then team, obviously it, the what, what players are Beverly and Malik oh yeah. Beasley. Yeah. This Timberwolves team. Um, yeah. They're done for, bro. No disrespect, man. I had this team going far in the play. I had them at the fourth or fifth seed heading into the season, and it seems like they can just never get over the hump. I have never seen the Timberwolves be good my entire life besides with Kevin Garnett back in the days, like a long time ago, and I'm, I'm seeing why. It's like they built a squad. They built a, a group of players who are all great one-on-one. But when you put them on a team, bro, it just doesn't work. Is D'Lo, like, they needed, They should have shipped D'Lo. D'Lo is not good, bro. They should have shipped D'Lo. He is not good. After his first season in Minnesota, they should have shipped him, bro. He's not going to lead you to a ring. He's not the point guard you need. Um, you also got Cat out here calling Anthony Edwards, yo, he need to chill out. Let's talk about Popeyes and all this, bro. Like, come on, man. Anthony Edwards is the face of the franchise. Carl Anthony Towns sounds a little bit jealous. Um, they just need to ship some players away, bro. Because this, this it, it seems like... Anthony Edwards is out there. He's like, I want to get my points. And I saw literally a video of him literally just chilling at the top of the key because the play wasn't drawn up for him. He wasn't even making an effort to pretend like the play was going in. Um, it's bad, bro. There's a lot of egos in this team. And I don't know any of these players, but, you know, I can just sense that there's an ego around this locker room. Um, and I think, honestly, the chemistry, uh, we're talking about the Nets yeah. have bad chemistry, bro. This this Timberwolves chemistry is just is just not there, bro. It is not there. They don't play as a team. Like I said, it's like five good basketball players on the same team, but they just can't. I mean, they're not. It's just not working, bro. It's just not working. And at the end of the day, I think they can turn it around, but they got to trade D'Lo. I think they build. I think you can't have Cat and Anthony Edwards on the same team. You, you got to ship one of those. And you, you also have go bear, bear and go on the field. It just doesn't make any sense. So I would say I would. If I'm the Timberwolves, if I'm the Timberwolves GM, I would look for I would look into trading um Cat by the trade deadline. Maybe you keep Gobert and you let Anthony Edwards just be the primary scorer. Um and yeah, I, I just don't I don't know where to go. And you should have shipped D Lo a long time ago. But yeah. Yeah. This team, I was very critical of that trade when it happened. And I was surprised that a lot of you guys in the group chat thought this team would be good. Um, but I I think they have the same feeling they had last year. Maybe get to the second round and probably going to be out in the first round, maybe not even make the playoffs at this point because this does not fit at all. Cat and Gobert cannot be on the same floor together, especially defensively, because Cat cannot guard anyone. He couldn't guard five. How do you expect him to guard fours? He's already slow as is, and then it's the same issue again. Gobert has to help off the guy who gets by Cat, and then there's a guy open for three. The same issue that Rudy Gobert teams have been having for the past few years when it really matters. And then, obviously, your guards aren't playing much defense. Like, yeah, Anthony Edwards, when he puts his mind to it, he can lock down. But D'Lo, he's a horrible defender. He can't. He, he doesn't play. No, it's not even like he's trying to play defense either. It's just like he's just there. He, he just can't like he and he can't like he's slow too. He's a very slow guard and he's not a point guard. He's clearly not a point guard. We saw he got kind of exposed last year in the playoffs as not the 
He's not he's not it, man. I don't know why people think he's so good. Like, yeah, he's all smooth and stuff. Like he's a good one on one player. But he's not a reliable I, I just don't think he's a reliable starting guard at this point. He's the guy you gotta bring off the bench and he can give you a spark. Um but yeah, I just don't think he's that good. And I thought they should have traded him in the offseason and got some more some players that could actually fit and maybe an actual point guard because this team it just feels like they have no direction. I saw this stat. Anthony Edwards has passed to Rudy Gobert four out of 125 times in the pick and roll. This team clearly does not fit, man. And it's like it's like Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert all over again, basically. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, I, I just, like, it was a really dumb trade when it happened, and it looks even dumber now because you gave up so much for a guy who isn't going to help you, across, like, get further in the playoffs, clearly. Yeah, dude, I I just don't know, man. I don't understand how you look at a team and you say, you know who we need? Rudy Gobert, bro. You can't just look at this team and say that, bro. It just makes no sense to me. Um, they might be the worst GM or they might be the worst front office in the league after the Lakers. So who knows? We will we'll find out, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Is there any other teams you want to talk about? Nah, we don't need to do no Lakers talk this week, bro. They barely even played. So yeah, the NBA is blessing the Lakers with five days of rest for no know, reason at all, bro. Game, I swear they play every game at home too, bro. They play at home again today and on Sunday. It's that's why LeBron had extra time to go on Thursday night football and do his little commentary, bro. I just don't this. I'm so dumb with the Lakers right now, bro. bro this, <laughs> he really he tried to like shade the front office yesterday, bro. It's so obvious what you're talking about, man. We know you're not talking about Rodgers. Yeah, he don't even he probably don't even know who Aaron Rodgers is, bro. <laughs> oh man, but yeah. I I don't know. I just don't understand the Lakers. And if you have Undisputed out here talking about the Lakers, um LeBron says that he couldn't play uh Jalen Ramsey said he would get locked up in the end zone. Oh my god. They and now this is a topic on Undisputed. Yes, they actually oh talked about it today. God. Oh my god. They're they can't get enough for this guy. Oh yeah, they, but that's gonna wrap up. Yeah. That is going to wrap up our show for this week. Um, We will see you all in the next episode. And thank you all for tuning in. Thank you. Peace. Peace.